I've made every mistake you can, you know, kind of starting building up a business. You start off a career at a, at a big firm and, and learn from that. And there's nothing wrong with starting a career there. But then when you transition from a big firm to a, a smaller firm and, and more an entrepreneurial environment, there's so many other aspects that go into your wealth. Today on the show, I'm happy to have J.R. Gondick. His company is the Learner Group at Hightower Advisors. They specialize in multi-generational family planning. He's now had this business for 20 years. And we were just talking about the importance of not rushing into decisions. You share with us some stories around why you've learned that lesson? I've made every mistake you can, you know, kind of starting building up a business. And I think the nice thing is, is doing podcasts like that. You could share your experience to help others to avoid some of the mistakes we've all made over the years. And for me personally, I mean, you, you start off a career at a, at a big firm and, and learn from that. And there's nothing wrong with starting a career there. But then when you transition from a big firm to a, a smaller firm and, and more an entrepreneurial environment, you rush to make decisions a lot of times, especially in the financial industry. It, it, it's not a lot of time typically between transitions to, to make a change. So you really focus on maybe the financial aspects of the business as opposed to the structure and things. And it, it's not as if they're bad decisions. I think when, when you have a little more time to, to look backward, you can see how you can improve things. And then when you, you make a pivot within the entrepreneurial side and looking at next generation and, and bringing in the next generation of talent, again, I, I make every mistake you can on, on things. You, you try to have an environment that works for everyone. And once you live through the ups and downs of different cycles, you look back and say, I wish I'd have done it this way and such. And again, for me personally, it was, it was more, I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, you, you look at business you're in as opposed to taking a step back and looking holistically if i'd have thought about this i would have planned better around that and a lot of times what we find is it's really the legal tax and planning aspect not the business you're in and again the, the way i think about it is really thinking and planning for success and we all do that in our business but i, I don't think we maximize and what we talk about is the wealth return and it really encompasses the planning the business and everything together so get into a little more detail, if you would, on the wealth return. Well, the, the wealth return, again, especially in the financial markets, you really focus on the stocks you own, the real estate you own, the crypto you might own, how that's doing, where it's prepared. But there's so many other aspects that go into your wealth. Do you have insurance? What's the interest rate on your mortgages? How, how do you plan your estate? You know, have you communicated with your parents up a generation or if you're the, the wealth generation, have you commun communicated down a generation? Because so much wealth is lost between generations through poor communication is what we found. So as a, a fellow master of making mistakes, have you developed a mistake-making process? Well, it's, it's, it's the old, old saying, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different results. I think... Don't be afraid to make the next mistake is what, what I find because you, you never want to be afraid to try something new and keep pulling your business forward. But then again, taking a step back and say, if I take this risk, what could be the really successful result and plan for that? Through looking at the different market cycles and now where we're at today, do you have a particular strategy you're moving into over the next year or so? Well, the, the challenge you have in this environment is everybody's so negative. And obviously, there's a lot going on between interest rates rising, the debt ceiling conversation. But there's always those those kinds of 
issues going on in any cycle. So it's really taking a step back and not getting emotional at, at times, staying disciplined to the plan you have to execute, whether it's your business, whether it's your investment strategy, and make small tweaks along the way because making large tweaks over emotional changes or things you worry about politically or, or economics just always work out poorly. I mean, you can get lucky and, and time something short term, but trying to do that over a long period of time just inevitably will, will yield bad results. That brings us right back to the rushing of decisions, right? You're talking about creating more of a long-term scope on your investment strategy, whether it be your time, your money, things like that. Yeah. And when you look at that, it, it, it's the same thing. If you have children or if you plan to have children, you really need to be thinking about that as part of your investment strategy, as part of your business strategy to make sure you properly plan because it's great to have a lot of success. And when your business is very successful, you look back and there's a lot of tax consequences or other planning aspects that you look back and say, I wish I would have done it this way instead of that way. And again, a lot of it is just rushing into a lot of those decisions and looking at the transaction in front of you or the business in, in front of you instead of pulling in your financial goals, your family goals, and like I said, overall family estate planning together is, is where you maximize kind of that wealth return for your overall family. So is that the core of what you guys do at the Learner Group? Absolutely. I mean, what you find is it's very difficult because talking about money and families is just a very difficult conversation. And when you get to the matriarch and patriarch of a family, especially as you get closer to the end of life, it's just difficult to think about you passing away and having those difficult conversations. So it's it's really a challenge because we see it all the time. And without good communication, parents or grandparents might be funding certain college vehicles for their children or grandchildren, and there's just duplicate planning. Whereas with good communication and knowing what's already funded, you can end up with with funding this instead of that, or this goal in, instead of another one. And again, overall, you just end up with, with more money left in the family after taxes and, and other aspects. So at what stage in a person's life do you suggest them starting this process? I don't think you could start early enough. I have six children and again, just starting, and again, they start from 13 down to five. And just getting even your, your young children thinking about how to save, how to invest, you, you can start. And again, it's never too late either. So if you're, you're later to, to start the process, and again, family communication is so important. We walk so many families through what we do, what we call family meetings, where it really, you could share the level of detail you want. You could share the wealth if you want, but just the structure of how things flow is so critically important so that everything fits together. If you decide to structure it this way, well, then your kids or grandkids should be consistent with that. But without the proper communication and strategy around that, it, it just ends up with, with a lot of money left or lost between generations. Yeah, we definitely want to avoid money being lost from generation to generation. You want to keep it. Well, you look at that it's the old saying, shirt sleeve to shirt sleeve in three generations. And a lot of that is just because of poor planning and poor education of, of the next generation. Because a lot of families are concerned about taking the fire out of the belly, so to speak, of the next generation. And it's really not what it's about. It's about proper education. And again, through good planning, whether it's trusts and, and terms within that, you can build the concerns you have and solve for those if you communicate. If you don't communicate, 
a lot of times what you find is a lot of money is just dumped on unprepared next generation. And that's where you end up with that third shirt sleeve where the money goes quickly. So as far as education is concerned, like what do you do with your kids to make sure that type of thing doesn't happen? Well, it depends. Cause again, children like everybody all have different personalities and interest levels. So it's really kind of catering to what interests them and then bring it back into kind of the long-term focus on either saving or investing or how, how to think about things. And I just kind of talk about what I'm doing overall, whether it's through investing in, in the markets or the business or real estate. And like I said, you can always find some level of interest. And then other things that are, that are really good is if they're interested in, in certain companies or, or certain gaming, bringing that back that, hey, this is a really good company. And if you save your money and invest it in your interest, Long term, you could save a lot of extra money by being disciplined. And again, it's it's a slow process over years. A lot of those things, you just try to find little tidbits that resonate with, with your children overall to just kind of set the stage for that long-term discipline and, and preparedness that families need. As far as what you're currently looking at investing, is there any favorite sectors or assets that you're currently hitting? Well, the, the challenge you have in this environment is the banking overhang. So it's really difficult to invest in anything financial related. And so it's easier, I think, in this environment to avoid, you know, overall, because again, you have this pending challenge with office real estate, people working from home, the permanent hybrid model. I mean, my team has been hybrid since July of 2020, where Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the office, Monday, Friday, work from home. And again, it, it's great for employees and morale it's really bad for office properties overall and again with the the overall financial concern in the banking system it's difficult environment to kind of be in either either area on the other hand the rest of the economy i mean thinking about it very simply you continue to create jobs and there's wage growth and if consumers are two-thirds of the overall economy it's hard to see a major slowdown so we're really kind of investing in everything else and avoiding the sectors that clearly have some challenge ahead. So maybe some people should invest in creating software companies. Well, and, and that, that's a challenge. What, what you see over the last six to nine months is a lot of the big, big tech firms are eliminating jobs and they're trying to trim the excess hiring they did during the pandemic because growth rates have slowed down. And what that's done in the next cycle we see ahead is a lot of that innovation is going to go to the entrepreneurs that either left the big tech firms and such because they're not going to have as much innovation at these big tech firms. And what will happen is as entrepreneurs set up their own businesses in the next three to five years, the big companies will acquire those small companies like they do in the cycles. But the next three to five years, we just see innovation being done on a much smaller scale with the entrepreneurial environment. And that's why it's so important to really think about planning for your success as you're starting a business and, and doing things. Really think about it long-term. Just don't think about the business idea you have. Put it all together as you're getting started. What would your advice be to new entrepreneurs who are just starting now or, or early days? Never be afraid to start, right? Because I, I think that's one of the, the biggest things we, we run into and in, in such is you have to get out of your comfort zone. And it's, it's one of the things I, I talk about, especially as you plan for succession, is you have to give up to grow. So you have to give up that certain paycheck maybe at a, a, a big firm that you're used to and comfortable with to go to the uncertain paycheck of, of building a business. And it's a scary 
endeavor a lot of people run into, but without taking that risk, you're not going to have the reward. And again, as you're taking that risk, risk and contemplating it, make sure you're thinking holistically about the legal setup, tax setup, and the business model you're, you're putting all together. So JR, if any of our listeners wanted to reach out to you for your expertise or your company, how could they do so? You can reach us either through LinkedIn, so JR Gondick through LinkedIn, or Learner Group Hightower Advisors. Our website has a lot of content, podcasts, and other educational material as well. Well, thank you, JR, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design and Development. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next time.